Uh, come on, you can do a little better than that. Good morning, Abundant Life. Uh, I, I see this kind of crowd here is kind of like the 430 crowd. You are, you are sheep that have just strayed all over the place. So I, I want you to be bold this morning. Come on, you can go back to your regular way next week. But I want you to stand on your feet. And I want you to come and move in here into these two sections. Come on, just move on in. The Bible says they'll know them by the love they have for one another. Give them a hand as they come. Come on. Come on, they all right. Come on, they ain't going to hurt you. Come on. Come on, welcome them. Give them a little welcome. Tell them, come on over here. It's all right. Y'all got, y'all got front row seats up here. If Luther Vandross was up here, you'd be on the front row seat. Come on now. Teddy Pendergrass was up here. Y'all be on the front row, wouldn't you? Come on, welcome them. Come on, welcome them. Come on. How are you going to come to church and feel alone? Come on now. That's what happens. You can get lost in a sanctuary like this. Come on. If I was pastor, I'd rope off them other two sections. You, you wouldn't have no choice but to come sit here. Come on now. We're like, see, give them a hand. Give yourselves a hand. Give yourselves a hand. Yes, yeah, Pastor Toby said, I've um, been coming here speaking at the bridge for about 12, 13 years, but I, I've been a part of Abundant Life Christian Fellowship for about 18 years. So I, I, feel, like, no, I, I, I feel like I'm with family, amen? Come on now, when, when you're with family, can't you be a little more comfortable with family? Can, can't you just, come on now, when you, can't you just talk the way you want to talk with your family? So if I say something, you know, rub you a little bit wrong, come on, say, that's my family, that's my brother there. And so we're, we're so excited to be here. My beautiful wife, Mimi, came with me. Give her a hand. And my beautiful, my, my little 16-year-old daughter, Diamond, she came. She didn't have no choice. Give her a hand. Come on. Come on. I, I got an 18-year-old in college, and I got a 16-year-old. And when they were like pre-teens, people were going, uh-oh, you got teenagers? I'm like, yeah, I don't have your teenagers. Come on, one of, my, one of my best friends has 11 children, eight boys and three girls, and they homeschool them. Let me tell you something, and they're all beautiful children, all beautiful children. So I, I learned from him, amen? Come on, I believe that, man. Spare the rod. Come on, spoil the child. Come on now. I believe that. I'm so, I'm so grateful. When I grew up, I was a little kid. I had some of that ADD, but my mama had a B-E-L-T. You hear me? Come on. Thank you, Jesus, man. I... They didn't give me no medication, but they gave me plenty of dedication. Come on. How many of you out there got spanked, man, and you're and you grateful for it? Come on. Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm glad we, we got whooped by belts and we wore belts. So I am just so, I am just so grateful to be here. Um, uh, you know what I, 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 I miss uh, about here at Abundant Life? I miss Pastor Sid. How many of you love Pastor Sid? Come on, man. I love me some Pastor Sid. Uh, I love them couples nights out. Uh, me and my wife have been to four or five marriage retreats. How many of you been to them marriage retreats, man, them Olympics? Come on, man. I've won me a couple of awards. Come on. It gets serious out there. Come on. It gets serious out there, them marriage Olympics. Uh, and I believe there'll be another one. I believe what the Bible says, he who began a good work here will continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Come on, so I just, I just want to encourage you and, and, and even inspire you. 
when you come here. Realize, man, that work takes place when you get out in the parking lot, when you greet someone, when you smile at someone. Come on now. We, a lot of times we're waiting for the show. We're waiting for the word to come here. But let me tell you something. God's moving all everywhere. Come on now. He's moving in the bathroom. Come on now. You, you, can, you can encourage someone in the bathroom. They might just look down. You just smile and say, hey, God is a good God. Come on now, and before, you, before they even get to the sanctuary, they feel inspired. Come on now, and I'm glad I got you together. I used to get people together to get high. Come on now. A few decades ago. Come on now, God has blessed me. I've been clean and sober 28 years. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so as Brother Toby said, yes, we have been through some trials. Come on now. We have been through some trials. And let me tell you something. God is not afraid of trials. Amen. So I want to encourage somebody here this morning. You have your Bible. Uh, turn to James chapter 1. I'm reading from the Living Bible. James chapter 1. We greet you from Seven Trees Baptist Church. We've been a senior pastor for the last eight years. I'm a pastor of a white Southern Baptist Church. You hear me? God got a sense of humor. You know what I'm saying? I've been at some conferences, it'd just be me there, you know what I mean? They'd be like, what you doing here? I'd say, ask God, you know what I mean? I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. James chapter 1 reads as follows, from James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to Jewish Christians scattered everywhere, greetings. Dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Then be happy. For when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And don't try to squirm out of your problems. For when your patience is finally in full bloom, then you'll be ready for anything. Strong in character, full and complete. Father, we thank you for your word. We know it's here to encourage us and inspire us, Lord, motivate us to be all we can be for the kingdom. And as that song said, Lord, we, we want to shine our light for you. Even in the midst of trials, oh God, we can shine for you. So we give you praise. Let your word go out. Let it hit its intended target, and we'll give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. You will have tribulations. But he says to be of good cheer. Why? Because he has already overcome the world. And I want to encourage you, it doesn't matter uh, what trial, what trouble, what conflict, what confusion you're going through. It's only temporary. If you're taking notes, write that down. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Come on now. It doesn't matter what your situation is. It's only temporary. Why? Because we are on this planet temporarily. Come on now. And I know people are living like they're going to be here forever. Come on now. They got folks who want to get frozen, but you ain't staying here. You hear what I'm saying? Come on now, we all just passing through. I, I've, I've officiated a few funerals lately, and, and it just lets me just affirms that to me that you know what we're this is just a shell, but it's but it's housing this spirit. Come on now, we're we're we're, we're not. We're, we're, I heard it said we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And, and, and don't you realize, man, we, we we don't get no choice in a whole lot of the matter. Come on now. If, if it just make it plain, you didn't choose who your mom and daddy was going to be. Come on. You didn't choose where you wanted to be born. You didn't choose your nationality. Come on. You, you didn't choose any of that. Come on. That, but what happens with us sometimes with trials, we really struggle because as we grow older and, you know, especially in this generation of technology, we think we're in control. 
Come on now. Y'all come up in here. Y'all got your plan where you're going to sit at. You better hope no one is in your row. Come on, that's sitting in your seat. Come on now, because we're creatures of habit. You know what I do at my church? I tell people when they come in, sit on the other side. You can see this. They're like a deer in the headlight. Sit on the other side. But I'm always used to sitting on this side. I'm always used to, I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters. The Christian life is an, life is, it's an adventure. Come on now. And God wants you to have an adventurous faith. But what happens with us, with us is we're creatures of habit. Come on now. You know, some of you are just used to sitting on the same side or in the same row. I just want to encourage you, sit somewhere else. And I know you think, but someone who I, who I sit with and I wave at them all the time, they might think something's wrong. Don't worry about what they're thinking. That, that's one of our problems when we think about what other people are thinking. Let me tell you something. They, you don't want to go in their mind. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You don't want to go in their minds. Come on. Just, just, just take an adventure and, and go to the other side. Let me tell you something. And so that's what, that's what I think what hits us with, with trials, with, why we struggle with trials, is they come so unexpected. See, like I say, when we think we're in control of our lives, and then all of a sudden a trial hits us, it just catches us off guard. And don't you wish, I know in the 21st century we get to plan everything. Come on, you got your, you got your iPhone, you got your iPad. Come on, you, come on, you, get, you, you just got your, your planner out and everything. Don't you wish you can just sit down with your wife or your husband and just plan your trials? Don't, don't you wish you can just sit down, honey? You know, the, the main line on our plumbing is going to go out, you know, January 2nd. Uh, September 14th, um, our car is going to break down. Don't, don't you wish you could plan uh, sickness might hit you? Don't you wish you can plan it? But that's the cold thing about trials is you can't plan them. They just come unexpected. And that's what, that's what James says in another translation. says, consider it all joy. It doesn't say if, but it says when. And I don't know about you, but, man, I was thinking about talking to you about trials, and then all of a sudden I started having me some trials. I'm like, come on, God, why I got to have some trials now? You know what I mean? Me and my wife had a little miscommunication. Has that ever happened to you couples? You have some of that miscommunication, makes it silent a little bit at the house. Come on now. A little quiet in the car. Come on, somebody. Come on, might not see no dinner on the kitchen table. Come on, when you come in. Come on, you got to get your own meal. Come on, you ever have that kind? To be real, come on, and, and I'm going to tell you, it's real tough for a preacher. It's real tough for a minister when he got to preach and, and him and his wife ain't getting along. You're driving down the freeway, come on, headed to church, come on now, it's quiet. And, and then you get to church, come on now, and she want to sit on the front row. You, you wish she'd sit on the back row for that Sunday, but she don't want the church, you know what I mean? So I wonder, why is Sister Mimi sitting on the back row? I don't know, maybe her and Pastor going through it. You don't, you don't want to have it. So she sits on the front row. It, it's tough. And you, and you got to get up and do it anyway. Come on now. And that's what I learned too. You know, when you get up and preach, ain't nobody your friend but Jesus. Come on now. Ain't nobody got your back but Jesus. Come on now. And I know it, might, it ain't my wife. Man, I realize I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, wickedness, rulers in high places. And so realize that trials are difficulties, afflictions that can strengthen our faith and prove its genuineness. Let me tell you something, my brother and sister. You don't know who you are until you go through something. I'm telling you, you don't know what your faith is like till you go through something. I went to church for 19 years. I knew about God, but I didn't know God. Come on now. It's one thing to know about him, and it's a whole other thing to know him. And I remember he delivered me from cocaine addiction November 20th, 1985, just like that. Just a blink. I knew I'd never drink a drug again. Just a blink. Yes, give him praise for that. Just a blink. 
When they were singing about his power, I know about his power now. Just a blink, huh? And then what happened was uh, I was looking for me a wife, you know what I mean? My grandfather told me, grandson, you don't need any more of these worldly girls. God got a wife for you. This is my 79-year-old grandfather. He said, God has a wife for you. And then he told me, grandson, you need to go back to church. That's where your wife is. She's at church. And I said, what church is she at, grandfather? I mean, I mean, my grandfather acted like he just got like an email or a text from God, told him, go. I mean, it was direct, huh? And I'm going to tell you something. It's so wonderful when you can just start being obedient and trust people in your life that, that are men of God and women of God, and you just trust them, because that's what I did. I just trusted my grandfather. And I went back to church right there in East Palo Alto, St. John's Missionary Baptist Church, and I was there, man, just for a few months and met this fine little woman named Mimi. And you wouldn't believe it. Check this out. Me, 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 and my mama went on our first date. Come on, somebody. That, 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 that's God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Come on now. We cruised in my mama's 76 Cadillac DeVille over to the Circle Star Theater. I'm going to tell you, I, 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 when you quit doing drugs, you can remember things. You hear me? Come on now. When you ain't drunk. Ain't got hangovers. You, you, your mind is sharp. Huh? We went to the Circle Star Theater, saw the whinings. It was wonderful, man. The whole whining family, it was beautiful, man. And, and let me tell you something, man. Uh, uh, six months later, I proposed to this woman. And she said yes. And let me tell you something. Uh, a year and a half later, man, we got married. Over 600 people came to the community church over there in East Palo Alto. I even knew a few of them. 600 of them. You hear me? We had, we, we had limos stretched, man, off from, from there to, to 101. It was a beautiful day. And I remember, man, we were talking about family. And I remember, I remember my wife got pregnant and she had this rare disease called hyperemesis gravidera. And let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters, we did not plan that. And you, let me tell you something, my, our, our faith got tested. Let me tell you something, she threw up every day. She had constant saliva. She lost 27 pounds. Only thing she could eat was ice chips for two and a half months. She had to, she, 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 she was dehydrated. She had to go to the hospital and get a pick line put in her that could feed her and the baby. I had to come home every day and change that little bag that was there. And I'm going to tell you something, my brothers and sisters, we were not prepared for that. It came unexpected. But I'm going to tell you, my wife, she's a warrior. Give her a big hand. She's a warrior, man. She's, 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 she's a warrior. Our, our OBGYN told us most women want to abort their children because they don't want to go through that pain. They don't want to go through that suffering. And let me tell you something. After that two and a half months, man, my wife, man, she started having that pregnancy glow. You know that glow you women have. And let me tell you, man, we had a beautiful baby daughter, man, named Dominique. Brought her home from El Camino Hospital back to East Palo Alto in a lavender-stretched limousine. Come on now. God will let you meet some new people up in here. And, you, you know, you change your life around, man. A buddy of mine had a limo company. Lavender-stretched limousine. Now, in our second one, she got sick with her, too, did the same thing. And my diamond, she came home in our 91 Toyota 4Runner. <laughs> I hope it doesn't affect her as she gets older. But, yeah, she came home in the 4Runner. <laughs> but let me tell you something. James here says, dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Then be happy. Let me tell you something. In the midst of that, I don't know if we were happy, but I know we had to trust God. And, and let me tell you something. That's what our minds will do, my brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something. Don't, don't always trust your thoughts. I don't know about you, man, but I, I, I've learned I can't trust my mind. 
Come on now, my mind lies to me sometimes, man. Don't sometimes you wish you can just take your head off and put it on the shelf and go about your day? Because that mind is just tripping. Come on now, you know it is. But, but God wants us to find joy even in the midst of our trials. He says, for when the, tr- the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. Patience, man, who, who wants to be patient? Who wants to wait? Come on now, not most of us want to be farmers in here, huh? Cause can you imagine a farmer? A farmer has to have patience. But let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. What happens when we're patient is you get to see God move. You get to see God work. Come on, as Eric said, in him we live and move and have our being. There's nothing like watching God move. There's, there's nothing like watching God work. That's, that's what he does in the Bible. You, you never see God panicking. You never see Jesus panicking. When he's there with those 5,000, he'd preach it to them. And, and his disciples said, man, tell them people they got to go. You never see Jesus panicking. He, 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 you know, yes, he knew there was no In-N-Out Burger anywhere around. He knew there was no hometown buffet anywhere. Some of them places should be illegal. I see people walking in them hometown buffets. No, you shouldn't go in there. You're sinning. You could say, I, I see him going up in there. But let me tell you, because that's a new drug, food. Come on now. I know we got alcohol. We got drugs. We got, we, we, we got gambling. We got pornography. But come on, some of y'all be sneaking off. Come on now. Three o'clock in the morning, headed to Safeway to get, just to get you a gallon of ice cream. Come on now. It, it's amazing what we do to run from us. It's amazing what we do to run from our feelings. But I'm here to let you know, God doesn't want us to run from anything. He, he, he wants us to be bold. He wants us to be courageous. He wants us to be strong people of God. Amen. Especially in this day and age that we live, he wants the, 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 he wants the church to be a refuge. Come on now. He, he wants the church to be a place, man, when it's dark out there, we can come in here and, 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 and find refuge, man, and find peace and get encouraged by our brothers. But, but it only happens after you've gone through some trials. Come on now. Because when we're insecure, when we got low self-esteem, all those kind of issues I struggled with before I got into recovery, I, I didn't realize, man, it was all about me. Anybody in here besides me have struggled with selfishness? <laughs> you ain't got to raise your hand. Come on. We know everybody that's been born has been selfish. That's why you don't even got to teach a baby about being selfish when they're born. I know a lot of parents hate to hear it, but that's a little, just a little baby sinner. They hate to, they hate, they hate to hear that. Don't, don't, don't say that to someone. They, they, they just feel offended. You know what I mean? But it's true. Just a little baby sinner. David said, I was born in sin and I was shaping in iniquity. Come on. You don't have to teach a baby to be selfish. You don't have to teach a baby to, to be impatient. They're, all gonna, they're already going to have that. But I want to encourage you, man. God wants us to grow up. And so that's what I, that's what I see here in, this, that James wants to teach us from this lesson. He wants to first let us realize, determine not to take your trial so personally. See, that, that's what happens with us sometimes. We, something happened to us, and why has this got to happen to me? Anybody besides me ever have to have that attitude? Why does it have to happen to me? And then some of us say, why does it have to happen now? Come on now. Like I say, we wish we could, ta- we could talk to God and tell him, okay, God, I can handle this, but just not this year. Come on. But let me tell you something. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Not plans to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a future. And so I just want to encourage you to realize, don't take your, your problems, your trials so personally. 
Don't you realize, man, Job was minding it. Y'all, y'all know about Job. He was just minding his own business. Just loved his family, loved his community. Come on now, he was well known. And then all of a sudden, here come these angels coming to the Lord. And here shows up Satan with him. And guess what God had? He, he, asked, he asked Satan, where have you been? He says, I've been going to and fro throughout the earth. And guess what God says? He says, have you considered my servant Job? Maybe some of you who are going through something here, maybe he said, have you considered Abundant Life Christian Fellowship? I'm going to tell you something. He thinks highly of you, Abundant Life. God cares about you, Abundant Life. There's amazing things that have taken place here at Abundant Life. There's amazing things that are going to continue to take place here at Abundant Life. Come on now, this is God's sanctuary. Come on now, we're two or more gathered. He's in the midst. Come on, he's in the midst. And what happens to Job, man? You know the story, man. All his children are killed in one day. Yeah, come on, his body's hit with boils. Man, Job was in a mess. And I was reading about Job. You should read about it, man. Job was pleading his case, man. I like Job. Job said, man, I never lusted after another man's wife. People that were cold, I gave them a coat. I helped out the homeless. I helped out my neighbor. Job was, and then he had them crazy friends around him. Come on, any of y'all got some crazy friends? Oh, yeah, you do. I, I feel for some of you. I, I don't really have too many crazy friends nowadays. Come on. I let them go straight to voicemail. Come on. I really do. Come on. I don't even return their texts. Come on, somebody. Come on. Make you crazy. Come on now. I'm in detox again. Yeah, I know you're in detox again. I knew you were going to go in detox again. That's what happens when you drink. You're going to end up in detox again. And so let me encourage you. Job, man, went through that, and he didn't hear from God for 37 chapters. Come on now, here for 37 chapters. So I want, to, I want to encourage some of you here that are going through something. God might not remove your problem. He might not change your problem, but what he's doing, he's trying to change you. Come on now, he's, he's trying to change you. I don't know about you, but I like to change. Come on now, and I like to change. I'm, I'm not afraid. To, see, we, we hate change. Come on, we, we want to grow, but we just don't want to change. Some of y'all were shocked just changing sheets, seats here this morning. You're like, we got to move? My goodness, had anxiety all up in you. I've seen some of you grabbing your wife's hand. Please grab my hand. Just walk me over there. Let, let me tell you something. Let me encourage you, my brothers and sisters. Every day, life is changing. Come on. I used to have me an afro one time. Come on now. Come on now. Had me a jerry curl one time. Come now. Come on, put some relaxer in there, man. I, I, I used to have some hair up here. I got some pictures I can show you. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Change was taking place without my permission. It was taking place. Don't it take place, brother Eric? Come on now. It, it, yeah. Some of y'all still trying to hold on. I know, but change is taking place. Come on. I, I, I tell brothers I see like this. I tell them, I said, I tell them, just let go. Just let go. Just let it go. Come on over to the other side. <laughs> Come on, you in the ball head club. You're in denial, my friend. Come on. Come on. Come on over. Come on over here. Come on, they got fake hair for us men. I know women, they got their stuff, but they got fake hair for men now. That, that's one of man's biggest fears, to lose his hair. You're going to lose it. And you realize, man, you are still you. Because who you are is what's inside you. Come on. Come on. You know, that's the biggest moneymaker out there now, man. Cosmetic surgery. Botox. 
Come on now, getting it lifted, getting it put down. Come on, getting it suctioned out, getting it put here, put it there. My goodness. At the end, it's going in the casket. It's going in the casket. You hear me? So, so check out what James tells us. He says, don't try to squirm out of your problems. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. Write this down. God's adversities are the best universities. And I know some of y'all have been to some prestigious universities up in here at Abundant Life, huh? Some of y'all graduates of Cal. Some of y'all graduates of Stanford. Who knows? Some of y'all might have been to Yale, huh? Come on. But let me tell you something. God's universities are the greatest. God's adversities are the greatest universities. Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They went to the University of the Fiery Furnace. Come on now. Ask Jonah. He went to University of Whale. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, ask Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They went to the University of the Resurrection. Come on now. What, what, what? Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. Nothing like being educated by God. Amen. Nothing like being educated by God. Because when God gives you a test, that's all a trial is, is a test. And all of us here have been through tests. But what happens is God will give you a test that you don't want to take. Let me tell you something, man. You think Jesus wanted to come to earth and have to deal with what we, what we deal with down here? But let me tell you something, man. He, he came to this earth, man, to die for our sins. He came to this earth to show us how to live a, a sinless life. And no, we're not sinless, but when you become a Christian, you should sin less. Come on now. Come on now. We should sin less. You should be sinning less. Then you come on. I, I'm amazed at myself now. And I walk up in the store sometime. I'm like, man, I don't even feel like stealing nothing. I'm like, whoa. I just be walking around. You know what I mean? I don't even feel like stealing nothing. It's just... It's just, a, it's just a good feeling, you know what I'm saying? Come on, I'm, I might take an extra ten minutes at work, but sometimes time, you don't even see that, you know what I mean? But, I, but, but, but man, I, I find myself, wow, God, look what you did for me. Look how you transformed me. Look how you've changed me. Check this out also in your trials. We're determined to keep God's perspective. Come on now, keep God's perspective. That, that's why you have to mature in your faith and in your walk with the Lord. Because if you use your own mind, guess, guess what it says here in Philippians 1. Let me, let me read this here. Philippians, look what, look what he says here in Philippians 1. He says, your attitude, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Your attitude should be the kind that was shown us by Jesus Christ, who though he was God, did not demand and cling to his rights as God, but laid aside his mighty power and glory, taking the disguise of a slave and becoming like men. And he humbled himself even further, going so far as actually to die a criminal's death on a cross. That, that's what he's telling us. He's saying that, you know what, we, we need to have the mind of Christ when it comes to having trials in our life. Like I said, if anyone should have panicked, it should have been Jesus. If anyone should have had anxiety attacks, it should have been Jesus. Come on, he was God. He, he created us and knew he was going to come down and hang out his, with his creation that was going to hate him. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. What's your attitude like when you go through something? See, see, that's what trials do. Trials expose who you really are. <laughs> Come on now. It, 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 I remember my wife, like I say, she's a soldier, man. I, I remember we, I, we went to the classes together, man. I learned how to breathe. Come on now. You've got to learn how to do them breathing, man. But let me tell you something. How many of you know once they have contractions, all that stuff go out the door? Come on, somebody. I've heard of men's hands almost getting squeezed off by their cute little 100-pound wife because that pain. 
Pain does something for you, man. Change, pain or change. You see them cute little women come walking in labor and delivery, and then all of a sudden they start having contractions. You can hear them down the hall. Just, they, they, they just change. Like they're demon possessed, but uh, it's just, it's just pain, huh? And, and, and I remember, man, my wife got pregnant, and I'm gonna tell you, I, I, my wife, my mother-in-law told us to call us when you get ready to go to the hospital, huh? And I, I got one of the mother-in-laws, I'm like, alright, we'll call you, huh? And, and after the baby came out, we called her. And we told her, we're at the hospital. And I'm gonna tell you, I am so proud of my wife and how she handled that pain. Because pain reveals and exposes what's going on inside us. Don't you know we're all actors? Don't you, don't you know we, are, we, we all sometimes can be hypocrites? But James says, you know what? No, no, no. You don't need to be a hypocrite. You need to be real. Come on now. That's what the world is looking for. Come on now. They, they, they say that they want Jesus, but they don't want church now. But let me tell you something. Jesus died for the church. He says, on this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. They get mad when they build a big church like this, but they're building big casinos all over the place. And I'm going to tell you something, my brother and sister. I, I, I love the church. I love God's people, man. I, I love you. And I hope you stay strong during your trials. Because you know what happens? If you stay strong, you're going to impact somebody else. And, 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 that, and that's what Jesus is telling us. He's telling us that whatever trial, whatever problem we have, realize that it's temporary. You know what else he says here? To, when he says consider it pure joy, no matter what shape or form trials come in, we can triumph over them. And that word consider is an imperative. It means it's a, com- it's a command. Come on now. And it's not a suggestion. I know we live in the free world. We live in the United States of America. Come on now. We, me and my wife and our church, we just hopped on the freedom train. Rode up to San Francisco. It was, it was beautiful. 75 degrees in January. I could have had a tank top on. It was, it was just that beautiful. Pe- people are in a trial right now because there's no rain. Come on now. People out in the valley, you know, the farmers, the vineyards. The, man, let me tell you. They're, they're, but let me tell you something. God moves in the midst of trials. Come on now. Matter of fact, most of us listen better when we got a trial, don't we? Come on now. Come on now. I don't know about you, but my tooth get to hurting or something. When I talk to my dentist, I'm listening a little more intently. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. My, we, we just had another trial. My wife's car broke down. If you got anything that's 20 years old, or some of us, how many got a car at least 20 years older in here? How many got a car? Sometimes they call them hoopties. There's some cars, you got you to pray over them. You hear what I'm saying? You just got to pray over them. Lord, let my car... Those are the cars you go from San Francisco to San Jose. You ain't trying to go to L.A. in them. Come on now. You ain't trying to take them to Lake Tahoe. They're just from San Francisco, San Jose. Come on. You, you got a good tow service, sir. And, and my wife's little car broke down on us. We got a 19, 1991 little Honda Civic. It's a cute little car. Cute little car. But it broke down on us. Right in front of the house. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. It broke down right in front of the house. See, God knows even when your car needs to break down, don't he? Come on, some of us, our car break down on the freeway at night. If it's raining, come on, you don't know whether to call AAA or suicide prevention. Come on, you know it. Come on, now, it can just be traumatic for your car to break down. And I remember my, my wife's car broke down last Saturday. Like I say, trials were coming at me, huh? Me and her were having some miscommunication. Now the car broke down. I didn't want to take it to the shop. Part of me want to be like, let her take it to the shop. But you know what? But I'm a man of God. God says, man, you go take that car to the shop. Come on now. You're a mature man of God. See, see the immature Daryl would have said, man, she can take her own car to the shop. 
But a mature Daryl, hey, even though I'm mad at her, I'm taking her car to the shop. I'm telling you, fellas, it's a good thing to grow up. It'll help your marriage out. Come on now. It'll help your marriage out. She might not change and grow, but you grow up. Come on now. Been to them marriage retreats. Come on now. Got all kind of books, and you're the same? No. And so what happens, I call the tow truck, huh? And guess what they said? I called National. The woman said, we'll be there in two hours. Some of y'all are like, oh, wow, huh? two hours, huh? Some of you be mad right there, huh? You're going to have an attitude for two hours. But I was at the house, huh? And you know what I got to do? I got to go and do some gardening. I got to go to repot some plants. That's one of my favorite things to do is to repot some plants. Well, if you would have caught me out when I was out in that world, man, my gold chain, I had a Mr. T starter kit. I used to, I, I, I had, I had tight tank tops on, man. I rode fast motorcycles, chased fast women, and did a whole lot of crazy drugs. If you'd have came up to me and said, hey, Daryl, check it out. When you get off drugs, guess what you're going to love to do? Garden. I'd have said, I'd have said, you're crazy. But I get to garden today, man. And you know what I love about gardening? You get to take something that's dead and pull it out and put something in it that makes it alive. I get to feel a little bit of how God feels. Come on, that's what he does. He takes things that are dead and makes them alive. And, and so you know what I did, man? I, 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 I went and gardened. And that's what I did. I made something beautiful. So I want to ask you, when something dies in your life, when something breaks down in your life, and it will break down, Come on now, things break down. And what do you do? How do you, what, how do you occupy that time? Do you, do you go and make something else look more beautiful? Or do you get bitter? Trials come, they'll either make you bitter or they'll make you better. And let me tell you something, the tow truck came, huh? And I hopped on my motorcycle so I, could, so I could follow him to the shop. It was national. And I was sitting there. And guess what on the side of the truck it said, relaxed. You've called someone who cares. And I said, whoa. I call someone who cares. Thank you, Geico. You hear what I'm saying? And I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you. You got a problem. Something has died on you. Let me tell you something. Your issue is for real. If it takes away your peace, because some of us think, man, God just wants to hear about my big problems. Let me tell you something. God cares about even the little things that take place in your life. You hear me? So if you, if you, got, if you, got, if you got some problems, oh, man, how much time I got here? Fifteen minutes, all right, man. That's what happens when you get up on the big stage here, man. You know what I mean? You get excited up here. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm used to going in the little room in the back there. And then they said, hey, you going to come to the regular service? I said, whoa, you're going to see me on the screen out there, man. I've been coming here since this place was built, man. You know what I mean? So look, let me get back to my point here. So, so, so realize this, huh? Determine, check this out real quick. Determine not to take your trial so personally. Determine to keep God's perspective. Don't rely on your inner feelings or emotions. Let me share something with you that God wants to let you know you've got to mature and you've got to grow in. Don't, 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 don't rely on your inner feelings or your emotions. Whenever you look in there, it's all bad. Come on now. I work in an operating room. I get to go inside. Come on. I've seen surgeons go in there. It ain't nothing good up in there. <laughs> so don't look up in there. Come on now. But, but see, we are such an intellectual group, man. We love to think, man. We love to Google something, man. Let me tell you something. I hang out with my daughters. They're just sharp with them phones. I'm just impressed by it. You know, some of these Googling folks who do all this. But let me tell you something. When you've got a real trial, you can't Google that, man. Come on, somebody. You, you, you can't. There ain't no app. 
for some things that you got going on in your life. Come on now. Come on. You can't find some of that stuff on your, on your phone. And so I just want to encourage you because you know what? Our, our, your thinking will lie to you. I remember when I really had to trust God in 19, we got married in 1991. We, we said, God, who, who has a home? One of our, one of our relatives we can move in with. And, and you know who we moved in with? My grandfather. I mean, my grandmother, my grandmother and grandfather were living in East Palo Alto and my grand, we got married in 91. My grandfather died in 92. My grandmother said, baby, you can come live with us. We moved to East Palo Alto in 1992. It was the murder capital of the nation. I'm talking about pit bulls running around, people jumping on cars, police running all over the place, chasing people, high speed chases. Come on, I seen a high-speed chase one night. Uh, a brother was like in a 76 Camaro or something. You know what I mean? Old car. Wasn't souped up. They were going about 15 miles an hour around the corner about 30 times. Police just waiting for him to run out of gas. <laughs> I was like, this is cops live here. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know what God taught me? I got to trust him. God taught me I can't rely on my feelings. God taught me, you know what? I, I'm not going to live in fear. And my grandfather, who'd been living there since 1956, he said, Grandson, just get you a couple big dogs. Ain't nobody going to come in your yard. I got me two Rottweilers, huh? Peace and chaos. <laughs> I obedient trained them, man. It was beautiful, man. Took them to obedient school. They can just walk and sit. Because I'm used to having pit bulls just pull me up and down the street, huh? Man, I had these two dogs. Let me tell you something, man. No one ever broke in my yard, man. A pit, a, you know what a Rottweiler is? Is a Doberman on steroids, huh? Come on now. I mean, them the, you see crackheads just walk across the street. They didn't even walk on my side of the street. And then one time what happened, man, I'm going to tell you this. It made me have to really have some, some strength and some faith in God. I, I came home one day. Someone had broken my car, stole my brand new purple and white Michael Jordan tennis shoes. Stole my cell phone, huh? I come home one day, and this brother's standing on, on, on the corner there, and he got my Michael Jordan tennis shoes on. I said, no, he don't got my shoes on, huh? I, I, I'm about to slow down and check him out, because, see, that, that, that's what we do, man. I, I, I'm a preacher, but I'm not no punk now, you know what I mean? You know, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm checking him out, man, and I sized him up. I'm looking at him like, man, I used to take Taekwondo. I used to box. I was thinking, Brother Eric, I'll get one of my shoes back. <laughs> You know what I mean? We're going to get one of them back. But you know what? God, God came in right there. And you know what God said? No, just say a prayer. See, that's what I did. I just paused. I just prayed. Got out of my thinking. Got out of my machoism. Got out of my ego. Come on, because you know what we can do, huh, men? We, we, we got such egos and anger. We'll get in a fight on the freeway. Come on now. Let's just pull over and handle this, huh? But I pulled over, man, and I prayed. And let me tell you something. That's what, it, that's what happens, man. You find out what your faith is really like. You find, see, I went from a trial to transition, man. God had took me from one place to another. He had grown me up. I was not the same Daryl that I was 15 years ago. I was a different man. You hear what I'm saying? And so what happens is I got these, these Rottweilers, and they're barking. And all of a sudden, I step outside. I'm, I'm at home in the, on the kitchen table studying. And I come outside, and I look down the street because that cat lived down the street. And the police were out there with guns drawn. I'm, tell, I'm talking about I've, I've been living in East Palo Alto for 21 years. I have, have built some faith, my brothers and sisters. Living in East Palo Alto, you will grow in your faith. And, and so I see the guns drawn. I go back in my house. I hear peace and chaos barking. I go back out there to tell them be quiet. Shh. And I look up in the tree. And here go my Michael Jordan tennis shoes up in the tree. I sit them my shoes up there. 
But guess what I did? I go back in the house. I get on the phone. Three, two, one, 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 two. You remember East Palo Alto's police number when you live in East Palo Alto. Some of you might not even know Los Gatos police officers phone, the police number, Los Altos. You don't know their number by heart. Mountain View. Some of y'all don't know them by heart. You live in East Palo Alto. You know that number by heart. You know 911 by heart, huh? I'm telling you, I've seen people jumping over yards. I mean, it, it, and guess what happened, man? God came through the police. And arrested that guy, huh? I got me some old Michael Jordan tennis shoes. But you know what God taught me? He said, you trust in me with all your heart. You lean not on your understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways and I'll direct your path. Last one here, like I said, determined to stand. Build. of You should grow of maximum spiritual growth. If you go through a trial, don't you go through a trial for nothing. Come on now, God wants you to come out the other side like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out the other side. Come on now. Job came out the other side. The Bible says God gave him double for his trouble. So I just want to encourage you. You got some trials. I love what it says. Don't try to squirm out of them because we don't like to feel uncomfortable, do we? We, we? we don't like to feel pain, do we? But let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. Pain comes to make you strong. I'm in this exercise class now. By accident, I started exercising six years ago. Let me just say this real quick. Some of you who got stress in your life, some of you who think too much, start exercising. huh? We got a brand new YMCA there at East Palo Alto. My daughter takes Taekwondo. My wife was exercising. I really wasn't off into it. You know what I mean? I pumped a little iron back in the day, but that's it. huh? Did a little football back in high school. Let me tell you something. I went off in there. My brothers and my wife was in this little step class. And I walked off in there, and I just went in there to play with the girls, huh? Hopped on the little step, started doing the little step with them. They laughing at me, huh? All of a sudden, this brother comes in there. He's the instructor. I'm like, who's brother man, huh? He come in there, plugs in his music. Music is jamming, huh? You know what I do? I stay in the step class. Before you know it, I'm stepping, huh? Before you know it, man, I'm up here working out. Let me tell you something. I've been working out twice a week at the YMCA now for six years. You hear what I'm saying? For six years. And let me tell you something. You, you, you know, no, I, I don't know if any of you guys think like me. We don't step into the beginner's class. We don't step into enemy. We just step this advanced class, huh? Yeah, let, let's just step into the advanced class. You know what happens when you step into the advanced class? It's going to check out and see if you got some advanced lungs. That's what it's going to do. Because see, what us, what us men like to do, we like to pump iron and just walk around looking in the mirror and talking for 20 minutes. In this aerobics class, that's why I realize I'm the only man up in there, huh? Once in a while, another man will come up in there. But once that music comes on, it's on. What's in you is going to come out you. Come on now. We, we get to warming up, and I got this instructor now, and she tells us class is going to be hard today. I'm like, oh, Lord. It's going to be hard today. Yes, because you know what she says? You guys have been doing this for months. You should be able to take it to another level. And I want to encourage you, Abundant Life. Some of you have been at the same place spiritually for years. I want to encourage you to grow. I want to encourage you, man, to to ask God, because if you don't grow, he can't use you. But once you grow, he can use you. Some of you should be teaching children's class over there in the safari. Some of you could be hanging out with some youth. Instead of worrying about what's going on with you in your life, I got one minute and 18 seconds. Feel like Joel Osteen up in here, huh? Got me all taped up here. Let's check this out. You start exercising, and let me encourage you. Exercise has changed my life. I'm worried about something. I got some things. By the time I'm doing all these squats and burpees, I ain't thinking about nothing. 
I'm sweating. That's why, you know, I'm thinking about a towel. You know, I'm thinking about a water. I'm thinking about when this class is going to be over. But I want to encourage you. Some of you, God wants to take you through some trials just so he can grow you up. Don't run from them. Come on now. When trials come, welcome them. Say, come on in. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down next to Jesus. Come on. Yeah, I don't care what your trial is. I got a friend I just talked to. He's dying. He got cancer. But you know what? He's not afraid. He knows God has a plan for him. He knows God's going to carry him. He knows God has a heaven for him. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. Once, once you know God is sovereign and he's in charge, there's nothing you have to worry about. God bless you. Thank you for letting me share with you this morning. Real quick here.